Hello and welcome back to RTFD Tales of Piracy, episode 31, The Tree of Replenishment. I am your DM, Nick Smith, and joining me, as always, is Todd Blackburn. Our Slayer here, and my RTFD is under the way. Okay, he's got to think about it. Dang. I'm like halfway there. Oh, <laughs> you don't have it yet. Max Garner. Max Garner, that's me. I'm playing Golan, you know him. And, uh... Please, dear, ride the fucking donkey. Ride the fucking donkey. Okay. And Pat Kelly. Howdy. Playing your tag. And rare, new artis- rare news article today, folks. That rare tomato is found down under. Okay. Do you have one? When we take our uh, mid-episode break, there will be one. Boo. Uh, we want one now. I'm keeping them entertained for later. I don't keep the breaks in, buddy. I don't keep me saying Well, he'll that. start open, and... It'll well, just be today, a cut. <laughs> and then we have an RTFD, RTFD, everyone. Okay, in this again. one, we will keep our break in for his RTFD. Honestly, no, no, better sneak it in in the session. Like uh, Slayer's just going to say Slayer's something. Gonna say it. Okay, so sneak before we get to that, we have to start with our recap. Last time, the crew started off by facing down against the cook and his elite ogre guards and basically his entire encampment. It was a hard-fought battle, one where Yurite was hacking and slashing, Golan was hurling fire all around, and Slayer was going face-to-face against the cook, but ultimately fell for the first time in the, the campaign in 30 sessions. Damn, how's it feel? Ultimately, though, you were victorious as you defeated the cook and his elite guard and were able to keep the ogres back for a couple seconds. Or that was before you were chased by a horde of spectral ogres um, that you all decided to run from. You were chased through the wilderness, going across several difficult uh, patches of bri- a lot of briar patches for some reason, eventually finding yourselves a cave to hide out in. The cave eventually turned into smooth stone walls, and the hall opened up into a large chamber with tracks and metal spheres, a crumbled statue, and a pedestal in weird written common. Once you had solved a puzzle uh, through button mashing of slayers, um, you eventually found yourselves to a room with four pe- pedestals with 3D images pressed uh, upwards. Three different trees and a knife. Slayer, uh, investigating them, placed his hands on one and was given a vision of rolling hills and a large oak tree. You were told by a golden-furred and silver-maned Leonin to seek out the Groon tribe of the north. Um, You later suspected that to be the god Sylvanus. You all eventually found your way out of the cave and rested for the night. Golan reading his book, Yerite collecting firewood, and Slayer just contemplating what had happened in the temple. But you all eventually went to sleep, and we start with the dome fizzling out as morning comes to you all. Yerite, you've been up. I'm assuming first roll roll is always going to be coffee. I was like trying to find where it was right here in the box. Whew. Fourteen. Okay. Best it's roll yet. Yeah. 
your best jungle coffee so far? It's actually my. I've never rolled a fourteen. That is true. Best I ever. This is your best. This is your best coffee so far. So jungle water. Uh, Yurite, with those four hours that you are essentially awake before everyone else, <laughs> what would you like to do? Uh, I'm going to probably just focus a little bit on the ring, thinking about how kind of the armor just came, and just not like nothing happens. Mm-hmm. But I'm just thinking about that for a little bit. Um, also, going to flip through my notes, kind of update stuff. I'm going to look at the night sky. Just kind of compare to how like I had from the ship. Uh, so you can't see the night sky as at this point. Um, like a moon, like moon traveling yeah. things. Also, yeah, though. you can. It's a cloudy night, yeah. so you can't see any okay. major constellations. But you do see the moons. The moons break through very clearly. A lot of these, the, especially the silver moon of Sylvanus, as it is very hard to cover up a moon of that size. All right. Um. Sorry, I'm looking through my notes real fast. Let's try to see if I had anything from last time. All right, uh, besides that, no, I'll kind of just also like... grab that shard oh, as well. Oh, thank you. That is what I'll be investigating. I knew I grabbed something. I couldn't find what it was. Yeah. So give me a... Um, yeah, what Let's call it Arcana. Okay. That one. So you touch this gem and are immediately burnt as you take uh, five, which this would be half to two, fire damage as you burn yourself touching this gem. It falls to the ground and you see the grass around where it lands just burn away and like sizzle away for about three, four inches from where it landed. Out from where it landed. Um, I guess I'll look at it and just uh, try to pick it up more gently. Yep, you uh, you handle it just slightly more gentle now. Um, just looking at it, not trying to examine, examine it. Give me a history check now. <laughs> As burning yourself was just. Makes you a little bit more wary. History? Yeah. Uh, 16. Okay. So, you actually begin to connect some dots here. Um, you remember you have a book on you, and you take it out, and it's the Guide to Planar Shards, Part 2. One that you have yet to fully read through, but you get an idea that something like this might be in here. So you start flipping through it, and you see that this looks to be a broken like carved chunk of a fire shard not a fire elemental shard but a shard that is connected directly to the plane of fire to a specific location you don't know but you know this gem has a strong connection to it uh Using the book, you would also learn that someone with an affinity to fire would possibly be able to use this to summon aid. 
if need be. Um, but yeah, that's what you learn about this little fire gem. How you found it in a dude's stomach, you don't know. Um, I'll kind of just like take it and maybe I'll reach in my bag, hold it, pull out some type of like wrapping for it, whatever mm -hmm. I would have. I just wrap it up. You take some cloth wrapping and you go to wrap it up, and as you after you wrap it tightly, you just eventually see the cloth just go up in flames. Nice. <laughs> I'm gonna take off like the gauntlet part of it, like my metal. Okay. And see if I can maybe kind of because that would be a little bit more bendable take part of it and kind of wrap it up. You take one of your uh, your gloves off and you drop it down one of the fingers and you just kind of like shake it in like scrunch yeah. the base and it seems to sit well inside the glove. Alright, I'm going to go in, grab out some rope and just kind of wrap it up mm -hmm. and I'm going to put it inside the bag of holding. And Got it. It's gonna, uh, it's, that's where it's going to stay safe. Got it. Um, eventually everyone else wakes up. Golan of course last waking up in the morning. You know it. He uh, does the whole routine. Slayer, as you wake up, uh, Pitcher and Ella are just kind of looking at you. Pitcher uh, first just goes up to you and says, I, uh, are you okay, Slayer? Hi, Pitcher. I, uh, I've had a weird dream. A dr was this while you were, uh, you were unconscious, lad? I know this was tonight. Last night. Oh, really now? Yeah. What was it? I there was a uh, a ring tiger fire dancing, <laughs> and that's the RTFD. Okay. Oh my god. Oh, yeah. I worked <laughs> No, you did. I liked it. That is such a strange dream, but uh, interesting nonetheless. Aye, Captain. Yes. Ella looks at you. Um, Slayer, are you uh, are you okay? Like, you, I've never seen you, like, you see, like, a little, like, your eyes kind of well up. I've never seen you that hurt before. And then you were super weird the rest of the day when we were underground. Are you okay? And she's, like, putting her hands on you and stuff and, like, patting you. Hey, Ella. After a long night rest, I'm, I'm all good now. I yeah. pat her on the back. She gives you, like, a nice little hug. Yeah. And, um, as she pulls away from the hug, you see wrapped around you is a, a belt that you've never seen before. Yerte, you recognize it as the one that fell out of the uh, stomach of uh, the cook. Give me a perception check, just like a retroactive one. What type of belt are we talking? 18? I'm walking over to offer some coffee. Um, so, in the pa uh, you remember back now, as you guys were running away, you saw Ella double back, grab the belt, and sprint off. But no one was really looking, and she's super stealthy. I just noticed the belt was there. The belt was gone. Now belt here. Yeah. Ella there. You put the two yeah. together. Um, it, it's a leather belt with a circular buckle in the front. We're that talking like WWE mm. type belts. <laughs> Would you like it to be a WWE style belt? Because it can be a WWE <laughs> style belt. I was just curious. Champion Would Slayer belt? rock a championship what fighter would, belt? Good on Slayer. That's what you need to ask. Is that but leather? Yeah. 
Yeah. I think so. Okay, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. You still have that there leather belt, right? But you have a much, like a, a solid, it's not a full circle. It's more like uh, angled inward at the top, angled again, and then has a flat top. So it's six sides on the top, right? And then two angles going down. So a very rigid top and then an angled downward uh, point. That's with an obtuse angle outward to it so it's got yeah. more of a yeah. wide base that goes outward connecting to the leather belt and on the front is a backward fist um with a with a sword going down it and across the uh back of the palm the back of the fist uh, this is the belt of hill giant strength I uh, kind of look at it, you know, kind of pulled up to me. Mm-hmm. Look at that, put it down, and be like, "I, hello, uh, where'd you get this?" That fell out of the fat guy's stomach, and since you beat him, I thought you should be one of the ones to wear that. I, why? Thank you so much, Ella. I'll rock it. Cool. She she like gives you another tight hug. Um. You want a donut? She pulls out your box of donuts. Hi, Ella. Where'd you, where did you get that from? You. I grab a donut and snatch my box back. Yeah. <laughs> Roll your temporary hit points. Uh, you see Ella has a donut as well. I don't think I have to roll for that. It's a D6 plus your con. It's just a plus 10, I thought. No. One D6 plus your con. <clears throat> Can you take him over and offer Slayer a cup of coffee? Yeah. Alright, so Yurte at this point is going to have to kind of break up, come over, carrying, you know, two cups of coffee. He's going to walk over to Slayer first, and he's going to offer, Slayer, do you want to you want to try some coffee? Um, Slayer takes the coffee. Can I sniff it to see if there's anything weird with it? Because Yurte never offers coffee to anyone. Um, you give it a That's good fair. a good whiff. Doesn't smell off or anything. I take a a slow small taste. It's good. This is the first time you've had coffee. Is is Slayer a bitter? Like, does he like bitter things? This is this is time for you to decide, Todd. First major decision as Slayer. <laughs> Do you like coffee? Of course, it pairs well with his donuts. There you go. You you get one sip of it. Slightly larger sip. <laughs> yep. And, and a little bit of a gulp next third one. You pull out one of your donuts and you you look at the two. And an idea sparks and you dip and bite. And you have discovered coffee and donuts. Come on. So at this, uh, is also going to look and go... Did you, uh, it was, it was good? I, uh, wow, you should come over with a cup every morning. Uh, I'd say yes, but, uh, this is my best one yet so far, and I needed to actually know if it was good or not, because I've kind of just been drinking it no matter what. I, when you say this is your best, what has been your worst? I'm pretty sure I just drank hot water and beans. (laughs) 
I've I've seen it, sir. Kroll Ten is like up, like all armored up now. Uh, I've seen it. It was just hot water and beans. He kept a straight face through all of it. I don't know how. I uh. Well, if you make a cup like that, just keep it for yourself. Oh, don't don't worry. I usually don't share. I just I needed to make sure it was actually you know drinkable, and I wasn't just you know hallucinating. I, I didn't know if there was something wrong with the water or if it actually was good. I uh, do you use salt water on the ship? Uh, I usually just use whatever water I find. I uh. Make sure it's fresh water. <laughs> you might get better results. Honestly, I didn't know how it was made. It was just something I drank a lot. But okay. And then he's going to go up. He's going to kind of like then walk over to Golan real fast too. Kind of with a cup of coffee and be like, can you, uh, do you want some coffee? I'm good. I'm not a coffee person. But I appreciate you offering. I, I don't think I've ever, uh, ever seen you offering before. It's a, Try a new leaf here, Jack. Yeah, but you've drank my coffee before. Ah, so what the heck? I just thought it is warm after all. Oh, says that particularly. Uh, I thought it was. Yeah, it was kind of cool to me, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not. It's it, like. Do I feel it is like a cold it's, cup it's, now? It would be. I meant like I don't. It's a nice cool cup of coffee. It's not like scalding hot. It's mm. the perfect temperature for you. Coffee's also just not hot to me. It's it's the perfect temperature for you, Golan. It's magical coffee. I drink it. It's good. It's good. You're a good man, you're a ten. Thank you for the cup of coffee. Ah. Oh, so it actually was good. I'm gonna quickly pull out my notebook and start scribbling down and then looking at my hand, look back at Golan, put my notebook back away, and then pull out my gauntlet. And be like, oh, um so and then I'm gonna just unwrap and open up my kind of gauntlet, kinda of roll it out. And get to the top and be like, mm. do you want to hold on to this? What's that? Um, it deals with flames and you shoot fireballs. So, you know, it's like one of the, it's, it's like a magic gem. Flames, you say? It could be a, is it like a fire gem? Yeah. What use would I have of it? You shoot giant fireballs, maybe you can use it to amplify it. It's magic, right? Hmm. That could be interesting. I've never used a gem before. Cool. I'll take it. Awesome. And then I'm going to go, how do you want to hold on to it? Because uh, I touched it and it, it burned me. That's why it's in the metal gauntlet right now. <laughs> I didn't know that could happen. I, I didn't either. How did, you, uh, how did you have it before where it wasn't burning? I didn't really just touch it, you know. I was kind of look at it, and I was like staring at it, and then my fingers got like it's just heated up. And then I wrapped it up in some cloth and burned away. So that's why I put it in the gauntlet because it's metal-ish. Can I see it? And I, I like wave some arcane magic, and then the mage hand appears, mm -hmm. shoots out to uh, take it from you. Scoop up the it, crystal and brings it over to you. And I just like look at it. And I go like. Touch it with my index finger. Not hot. <laughs> Man's not hot. <laughs> it's not hot. And then I go like, eh, 
four fingers lay them on like the long part of it. You notice the gem kind of lights up where the fingers touch, like it changes colors a little bit, but nothing. Mage so... hand disappears, and I grab it. Yeah, so your hand envelope like goes into the mage hand, and like it yeah, as I, you I... grasp down, it poof, dissipates with magic end. You're holding the gem now. I look at it in my hand, look back at Yurite. Huh, it's pretty nice. I'll uh, I'll keep I'll I'll keep it. Does the curl tens double up like thumbs up to you? Just like, cool. I don't want it. <laughs> where'd you uh, where'd you get it? Oh, I uh, picked it up from the uh, guy I gutted, the big one. Ah, speaking of which, that that new armor you had was pretty uh, amazing. Uh, I just happened to see while while we were uh, blasting these ogres. Yeah, was it? It, it, it? I don't. Well, I don't really understand. You know, I was kind of just swinging. Everything got dark. I just kept moving. I uh, I just want to want to say uh, you looked good, uh, slaughtering ogres one after the other. It was uh, honestly pretty stylish. You... Oh, you know, I was looking at it this morning. I'm going to be honest. Thought this ring felt a little weird at moments, like it just went away. Ah, and then uh, that is a nice ring. I was trying to do it this morning, but I have an idea. So, as you guys are all sitting around enjoying coffee, you all get inspiration, Dope. as you have all, as a crew, shared a nice cup of coffee and breakfast together. Um, so basically, inspiration works. That's one reroll that you guys can use on anything: attacks, ability checks. That's one reroll you can use. Who's that one? That one. <laughs> yep. Reroll. <laughs> um, you had yet to share coffee with the crew. I know. Wow. Just can't wait to use though. that on that one. Bro, the last, the highest, highest roll with modifiers I got was a twelve, and I rolled an actual twelve. Where's my back twenty coffee? Bro, <laughs> you gotta wait for that day to come. Okay, so it's been a journey, guys. It's been a journey. Pitcher gathers you guys all together. So, I've talked to Scrap, and it seems we're about half a day's travel. He did some early morning scouting, and we've got a somewhat clear path. Now, depending on how the weather holds up, because it seems like it could, uh, could rain, but it could turn well in our favor, um, someone will have to probably help him out. Um, you guys ready to head out? Everyone good? You guys are all ready. The crew continues on as you begin trekking through. Someone give me a d6 roll to determine the weather. Three. Three. As you guys begin traveling about after half an hour, the clouds grow thicker, darker, grayer, and eventually you hear a... (laughs) And rain begins to gently fall down. Not a heavy downpour, but... Rain begins to fall on you guys. So, uh, even with help, this will make travel through the jungle difficult, so it'll just be a normal roll from scrap. Roll the natural 19. Someone roll a d4 once. So, as you go through the jungle, the brush begins to get thicker 
and thicker. Eventually, the jungle does slow the party's travel down to half pace. After an hour of rough travel, the jungle terrain slowly begins to shift in an upward motion. I need a perception check from everyone. Nat 20. <laughs> 17. 21. Wow. So you guys all notice this. The ground does begin to drift upward, yes, but then you begin to notice that the trees aren't shifting with the hill. They're staying vertical. And you begin to look and notice more details that eventually what goes up separates and drifts outward a bit from where it should connect. And you notice that there is, seems to be a large patch of jungle that seems to be separated and just floating in the air. Hmm. As you notice that once you get close, Scrap takes a stick and pokes one in it, like drifts a little bit, knocks into another, it drifts, knocks into another, and it sets off that small little chain. Eventually it all settles. Scrap turns to you all. Seems this is a area of wild magic. Do not recommend spellcasting as anything can happen. We must uh, cross this terrain on our own. I do not know how deep this goes though. And you look downward between the cracks and you just notice black past your dark vision and everything. Oh. So to proceed, I'm going to need athletic checks from everyone. Uh, are we climbing or something? It is going to be jumping. These okay. these are not connected to each other. And there's other. no, like, Can we take a... Path path do you guys want to take a short rest real quick? Can I do acrobatics instead? Well, we had a long rest, bro. You can tune, you can tune to the iron just, stone, too, during that time. Well, I wanted oh. to take a short rest to switch my... Uh, yeah, I know. My, uh, my jumping feet. <laughs> just, just... Well, I don't know. We can see what everyone else wants to say, but Yurte's ready to go. I have a plus eight diabetics. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> okay, you guys all ready? Let me roll for Slayer, Pitcher, and Scrap. That's ready? Yeah. Everyone? Yeah. Roll. Kroll 10 succeeds. So I can't roll acrobatics. Athletics. Okay. You're jumping. Fine. Pitcher fails. Ella succeeds. Actually, no. Ella fails. Eleven. You fail. Thirteen. You fail. Twenty-one. You succeed. You're a bitch now. So with a majority <laughs> failures, you guys begin making your way across, but eventually, the platforms drift further and further out from each other, and you all begin to get stranded and separate from each other as there are no more close platforms to any of you as you are all drifting in the center of what this massive strange magic zone as you all seem to be stranded here what would you like to do I'm not stranded, right? No, you are. Is a group failure? You thought uh, you were going to be off on a good spot, but noticing how everyone else kind of 
fucked up you had to hold back without leaving them behind. And as you did that, you noticed some of the platforms near you drifted off. If you would like, you can all give me perception checks. Is there anyone close, sort of, to me? That's cocked. Roll again. It's cocked. <laughs> Just rolled six twice in a row. What'd you get? Uh, six plus what am I rolling with that? Perception. That's uh, a six. Nineteen. Sixteen. Sixteen. Okay. So with a nineteen, uh, Slayer, to answer your question, the closest person to you would probably be Krolten. Um, as you two were the ones who were ahead of everyone and the ones who actually succeeded. With a 19, Golan, you notice about 30 or 40 feet below where you guys all are is this one floating platform with this very strange-looking... With a 19, you see a sword in a stone floating about 30 or 40 feet down. Like... Like a circular stone with a sword in it. Not, not like a circular, like, like a platform, like a platform with a stone right in the center of it. A flat platform. With platform. A sword in it. Yeah. You can't see details, <laughs> but you can see shining and a hilt. You can. It, it looks to be a short or long sword. You don't know what kind, but that is what you see. How far away is it from me? You said about forty feet down. Hard to tell from where you are. If I casted Mage Hand, would it be out of the range? What's the range on Mage Hand? Pending. Actually, I might just say. 30 feet. Never mind. Yeah, it seems to be just outside of the Mage Hand's reach, so you know it's definitely past 30 feet. Who's closest to me? To you? Yeah. About 20 feet away in either direction would be Pitcher to your left and Yurtate to your right. I turn to my right and I call out to Yurtate. Hey, Yurtate! Yurtate, Yurtate, 20 feet, but I know, <laughs> but like, it, like. Yeah? Just kind of just <laughs> yeah, Yurte is not on a full platform one. He's like on a sliver of like tree that's just floating there and he's gripping on for his dear life. <laughs> hey, what do you think about that sword down there? Points out the sword, you notice as he points. I point right to it. How, how far is it from like... From you? It's... it's it wasn't directly him. below okay. him. It was off a little bit in your direction, but it's further from you than it is him. Like down? Yeah. And like or, it, from angle wise, uh, yes. So I, okay. So there's no way I can jump to it. <laughs> you don't know. It, it's hard to tell the distance. If you want, give me a survival check. So there's there's no other like shimmy platforms that I could possibly like things. With the group failure, a lot of the good things kind of floated away. But if you're not looking for viable platforms per se, give me a perception check. Okay. 
17. <laughs> yeah, you can see there are branches, decent rocks that you think would not be able to hold you for very long. But if you're trying to make a mad dash of some type <laughs> through this <laughs> void, it could be possible. fall to your death. Well, he's kind of gripping on. He's not, like, in a good spot. And that's a solid platform to land, so... Yeah, it would be... You'd have to be able to get... 50 feet. How big of that's a rock my are we talking? That is. What's your movement? 30? 30 feet. Now, because this is dope as I fuck, <laughs> we can ignore movement, and because you do have dashing. Are you falling downwards? I can dash for 60 feet. Yeah. Is he falling downwards? In an angle. Yeah, Yeah, that angle. (laughs) Physics. So. The angle is you fall downwards. It's physics. In combination with the high perception roll that you got. Well, isn't there weird magic kind of affecting these floating things? So, like. Yeah. You don't know. Physics. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Physics doesn't exist in wild magic. So. Give me an athletics check with advantage as you were able to plot out some good points to make it. So what am I rolling? Athletics. Alright. Or acrobatics. It's your choice. (laughs) Just once or? Advantage. And remember, you have inspiration. It's a 19. Oh, okay. Never mind. I'll take the 19. Plus... Well, no, it's... Total 19. Total 19. You're fine still. Yeah. Um, You... Look on this trunk, Golan, what you see is you see Yurite begin to shift his momentum and spin the trunk around and around and around. At one point, he lets go and lets himself fly, like, facing upwards towards the sky, not looking where he's going. And you see his hand extend, grab this floating branch, use it as, like, a like a pivot point, shifts, and it sinks hard when he grabs onto it. But as he does, he lets go, lands on a rock that begins falling. He leaps upwards like five or ten feet, grabs on to this floating branch like Assassin's Creed style, and monkey bar swings, backflips, and then just three-point lands on this platform. And about ten feet in front of you is this long sword in this floating piece of stone, silver edges, and a purple center with a black hilt and a purple leather wrapped handle. I I applaud. <laughs> yeah, your Tate takes a second burst. He's like, I burst into. You, uh, yeah, you just hear. Kroll Ten is even. What was that? I, that was incredible. <laughs> yeah, it was. Woo! Wow, a lot heavier in, than I thought. Still in chainmail, <laughs> mind you. So yeah. the entire time, you all you heard. Was, I'm a, I'm a little rusty from uh, climbing on the ship. You could be in the circus. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely felt like the ship during a storm when I forgot to get down. <laughs> Woo. Gassed. And then I'm going to be like, yeah, were you pointing at the sword, Golan? I, I wasn't really. I saw land. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, Arthur, go pull it. Who's, who, who's Arthur? I'll tell you later. All right, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go to like, give me a strength check. Pluck it out. Seventeen. Uh, yeah, you grab the hilt, you just grip it tight and pull it right out. 
And as you pull it out, you feel everything light and airy about the area around you stop. As you look up, and all the platforms that were above you begin to drop. Like fast or controlled? It's a mix. As the heavier ones drop faster, so the ones with people on them will be dropping faster. Can I just, can I just pluck oh. it back in? <laughs> Not before I'm gonna need dexterity saving throws from these guys. As you're only dropping a couple feet. Um, is this so you're fine? I can well, noticing see. the falling, so after this, I will yeah. put it back well, in the ground. This is an effect I can see, right? Yeah, it's a magical effect that you can see, Thank so you God. have advantage. Okay, okay, I can. That works. <laughs> I'm happy. What'd you get? 21. Okay. <laughs> not 20. Say it again with not food in your mouth, please, mm. so finish chewing. Mm. <laughs> Gotta be loud and proud. Mm -hmm. That's a natural 20. <laughs> there we go. Boom. Okay, awesome. So, as you see the platforms begin to fall, you notice... Golan, that strange magical sense drops and something tells you that now's the time to find the nearest platform and just fucking jump. So you jump and you see Slayer out in the distance. You see Pitcher, Ella, all of them leaping all at once for the edges of these platforms. And as everything begins to drop, you all get inspiration from what Yurite did. Start grabbing onto falling branches to give yourself momentum. And eventually, you guys all cleared the chasm of what this area was affecting. It was about 100 feet across. Um, and Yurite, as you slide this in, it all of a sudden... Everything stops and gently drifts down. Doesn't hit you or anything. You're all good there. Shit. And you notice that the crew is all now good and safe. Are we across like, the chasm. You guys are all now in flat ground again. The trees and everything are all sh shambled, messed around you. So it's like, kind of like a fucked up lumber yard. Like, looks like a, a giant monster slept here almost. Like made this a nest. But you now have this sword. All right. Um, um, we're gonna kind of like, you know, you know how when you like check out a sword, but you also kind of know it's a yeah. sword. So you know what you're doing. That was. It's gonna kind of like play like. Just feel a waiting of it and stuff. And then, I guess, look a little bit more into the sword while he does this. Give me an Arcana check. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> what is with the straight sixes? Dude. All my non-cool six, six, six. needed rolls have been sixes. Um, you said Arcana, so it's going to be a nine. Okay. Six, six, um, six. You can definitely tell this is magical because no duh. <laughs> Um, but you can tell that the magic in it is dormant right now. As the shimmering gleam that you saw in the purple center of the blade kind of goes away. And it's just a base purple now. It's no longer so has that ear, like a shimmer to it. Okay. So it's a silver, like silver sword with a purple. Silver edge with a purple center to it. But it doesn't have that energy it had when I pulled it yeah. out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or as the, when you saw, originally yeah. saw okay. it. When the, the the magic in it was active. Cool. I'm gonna bag a holder. Shove it right in. Shove it right in. Okay. So, you guys all kind of take stock of everything that <laughs> happened. Ella looks around yeah. and goes, "Is everyone okay?" I what the fuck, Yurte? What? I didn't know it was. Uh, and I just reached back in and pull. Up. 
It was the sword, man. Golan starts clapping. Yeah, it's once a long sword again. officially. Okay. Yurite, that was amazing. You did perfectly. Yes, sir, that was quite incredible. None of us are hurt. Well, it's like you know when you go down the rings, like the rope, but it's just you don't usually you don't go the one side, you just go like down. You know, I did that sometimes, especially when it storms buckling. It was kinda like that. Okay. Though I, this armor yeah, sir, I think it might be time to... It's pretty heavy. But uh, I'll worry about that when we get to the ship. Yes, yeah, yeah. I, I, I Well, I guess I could... Nah, we'll worry about it later. Aye, we should. Uh, we need to continue onward. Uh, let's go, folks. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> it, it takes, like... <laughs> it takes 10 minutes to take off. Yeah. Um, so, if no one wants to take a break or a rest or anything, you guys continue forward. Let me get another D4 roll. One. <laughs> Watch him just do all this and then go. It's his clear trail. <laughs> all right, guys, roll the There's fucking die. Nah, this is bad when he rolls. It's bad when he rolls. <laughs> I don't like that face. Someone say prayer. All right, guys, ready to whatever you just nine? did. Cutting As rolls. you, oh no, that's the thing. I rolled a nine, a four, and a one. For what I won't tell you. Great. As you guys move through the jungle and take stock of everything that's happened, the rain is letting up a little bit, but it's still now light drizzle. Eventually, you all begin to notice markings on the trees that you have seen before. Ogre territory. These are not similar to the cooks. Um, if you guys would like, you can give me history checks to see if you can try and remember them. Those who succeeded so wildly last time might. Any chance of a religion for it, for cult following of them? Nope. No religion, okay. sorry. Uh. Got a 17 in history. Okay. A 17 as well. Hey. 10. Okay. So, Golan and Slayer, you put two and two together almost, as last time you saw Grandel Belt markings. These seem to be the Chieftain's markings instead of the Cook's. Oh. Um, you seem to be entering close to the Chieftain's encampment, meaning one of the main encampments. How would you like to proceed forward? How many people would be at a said encampment? You don't know. You saw there was quite a bit, upwards of like 20 to 30, at the the Sun's encampment. I'll give it with like a 17 history. You know there might be more there. So any chance these ones will be friendly? I uh, highly doubtful. This is prime time mating season and hunting season. We, we could just kill some more. I, I do agree with that. I don't know about this, guys. This is getting a little too risky. We need to be on our way. We have a lot to do. We can try and move forward stealthily. Get past their encampment. Uh, Take the time needed to make sure we're stealthy. And he looks oh. right at you, Yurite. <laughs> Yurite goes, hey, I was about to say something. <laughs> take off the armor. We'll take a short rest here. 
and then we'll proceed forward. Aye? Aye. Okay. So if there's anything you would like to do during a short rest, do so. Meaning take off armor, things like that. But you guys wait the hour. The sun slowly begins to set during this period. So you do have a little bit of night to your advantage. Let me get a group stealth check. I have my cloak on and all black. Yep, if there's anything you guys would like to do to try and boost your efforts through, let me know. Let me roll for these three. Pitcher got a 29. What? Krolten got a... Ella got a 16. 22. What was yours? Seven. 21. Okay. <laughs> nice. Majority successes around. So, you guys are making your way through, and eventually. You see through the jungle brush and through the tree lines a cleared out area with torches surrounding it and these spike like wooden uh, like spike barracks almost barricades around a large number of tents you do hear the sound of ogres half ogres and you can assume the chieftain all having a wild crazy night you see some half-ogres patrolling the area. They're going to do perception. If they get a group failure. Colton's 2 was me walking in front of him, pulling back a stick, forgetting to say something, and went back and smacked him in the face. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, they didn't beat your highest stealth rolls, because multiple of you got above 20s, so that was good for you guys. But... You guys avoid all scouting parties that might have been out, as you do have a couple close calls. But, as the day slowly begins to end, you find yourselves at the base of the Tree of Replenishment. The ogre encampment far behind you. The sounds only about three, four hundred feet away. So, who knows if they can get to you fast. But, when you get to the tree, it is a moonlit patch. The rain, long gone, clouds breaking, and the sky above. You see at the base of where these two large palm trees, like I'm talking thick palm trees. These stretch easily 100 to 200 feet into the sky. They are very tall, and the bases are just as thick to match as such, but where they meet is this large, shaped-out hut opening that leads into the tree. Let me get a perception check from everyone. With those without dark vision... Actually... The moon is out in a nice bright light. You're good. What are we rolling? 17. Perception. 7. 
14. Slayer, funny you would be the only one to notice this. Oh, As you begin to approach, you hear a soft growl from the front. Not directly where the opening is, but a little bit upwards from above. You hear... <sighs> and you see, glistening from the moonlight, golden fur, a lion head, a goat head, and a dragon head, and large wings. The chimera that you had saved. And it looks you, the lion head looks you directly in the eyes. And it looks downward, back at you. The other two heads drop, and it nods. How do you proceed? Um, you guys are taking in the scenery. You actually don't notice this, but you do kind of, at one point, as you look on the ground, do notice a large shadow kind of loom a little bit, and it draws I, your eyes up. Kind of like nod back to it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you can. Um, can I like speak? Try. <laughs> Slayer doesn't know how to communicate to it. But I'm just gonna mentally think, I uh, <laughs> like nice that. to see you again. Like in my mind. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it can respond. Give me an animal handling check. Oh, you have inspiration. Curse. Yeah, I'm gonna use my inspiration. Better. <laughs> uh, animal handling, you say? Mm -hmm. That will be an eight. Eight. Yeah, I can't read your mind. Yeah, I it just it, it just doesn't nod. It doesn't like do anything in recognition. Just keeps looking at you. Intense eyes, glowing in the moonlight. You gonna walk forward or? Uh yeah, I'm gonna walk forward towards the tree. Okay. So you begin your approach to the tree. You guys all watch Slayer to start walk, start walking forward. Do you guys follow? You do see eventually the Chimera up above it, and then it slowly back away. Yeah, I'm gonna be the, you know, like, that thing's dangerous. Mm -hmm. Come I'm on, just... lads, this is what we're here for. And I fucking run on in. Yep, so you guys all go into this hut. Okay. Let's go. If you're not, if you don't want to go in, oh, if yeah, the group's going, your table will go. Got it. He's he going by himself. He's splitting up right now. He's not going to be by himself. Inside the hut. Let me restart. Inside the hut is a sleeping dryad, a pale-skinned woman with long waist-length brown hair, with a thick green robe made of what look to be palm leaves and other different kinds of jungle fauna and uh, branches and small sticks sticking out from it. But more notably, from her waist down, she is connected to the tree itself. And as you all enter, she stirs a little bit, opens her eyes and looks at you. She rubs her eyes a little bit and they're, they're pure green. Oh, hello there. May I help you, travelers? 
She looks at you all with a very curious look on her face. Pitcher will take a step forward. Hello there. Um, I don't know the proper procedure for such a thing, but um, we have come here to harvest wood. Miss, uh, what is your name? She looks around. Uh, I am Malorius, garden, guardian of this tree. You say you come to collect wood. Well, I haven't had someone do that in a long time. Not since those nasty ogres moved in. If you can prove you are of good intentions and good natured, you may take from the tree. But you all must first be judged. She puts out a hand. Pitcher walks forward and puts his... Like, very awkward, he's like, shrugs his shoulders, looking back at you guys, like, Slayer? Hey, Captain, you want me to put my hand down? I don't know. Oh, you go first. He, he puts his hand on, her eyes glow a little green, she goes, You have an interesting connection to nature, but you have good in you somewhere. She puts out another hand. Slayer puts his hand out. Her eyes flash green. Oh, <laughs> oh, it is. She she squints her eyes a little bit. Oh, there it is. Your connection to nature is great, but your your good is quite small. But it is there. It can be nurtured as all things. And she puts she like takes her secondary hand and puts it on top of yours and gives you like a little pat. She puts her hand forward. Colin reaches out his hand. You place your hand on, and her eyes flash green, and goes, Oh. You have, you have good in you. Be proud. But be careful. And she pats your hand, and puts Lovely. a hand forward to... Okay. <laughs> uh, again, Yurte, if you're super hesitant, um, Ella will put her hand on, and her eyes flash and goes, Oh my, there's a childlike goodness in you. She looks at you all. Protect this. As this good is a rare kind to find. Crollton looks at you and says, Sir, do you want me to... Uh, I, I guess we're all doing it, so it's only if you... Do you want to go first? Sure, sir. If you want me to. He puts his hand on. Her eyes flash green. He goes, Oh! Oh my! Every now and then, there are beings of pure innocence that are nothing but good, and you, sir, are one of them. And Krolten just looks around, um, okay, you are the most... You have the most good in you of all of them here, and I. This might sound weird, but it like oozes out of you, and he just goes, "Thank you." And he like retreats his hand back a little bit and steps back. Your just like the, like what the 
fuck. <laughs> Grolton, like, he's wide-eyed, like, puts his hands on the side of his head. What does that even mean, oozing out of me? Like, rubs his scales a little bit, rubs his fingers. I'm not oozing. Slayer, am I oozing? He, like, puts his hand, his arm forward. I how, how rough is the scales? It's really fucking rough. I I think I might scratch myself on you. Oh, good. No ooze. No ooze. Sir, your turn. She puts her hand out. Yurite's just going to look around at everyone else and just kind of put his hand slowly out. Eyes glow green. Head turned sideways. You are gray. There is not good, there is not bad. But that is... That is good, but also bad. And it is malleable. Be careful. But, as most of you have good, she... Seems a bit more on edge after Yurite put her, his hand on. <laughs> you are allowed to harvest wood from the tree. Take only what you need. No more. Or you will face the wrath of the tree. And I will not be able to stop it. So, to go about harvesting everything... Do I just hack away with one of my... Uh... And axes. Uh, she gestures over to a section of the tree where you do see a grouping of roots come up from the ground, twist around, and then turn into a small version of the tree of replenishment, like a small little palm tree um, inside this hut, and several of them pop up. She goes, like I said, take only what you need. So if you want, you can just start hacking and slashing. So everyone give me survival checks to harvest wood. Which wood do we need? Mm. Enough for the fire to last a week. Oh. You said survival? Yep. What'd you get? An eight. Okay, so you very sloppily chop down one tree and it takes you the entire time as everyone else is harvesting. Krolten with his blade, he is... This is A, super easy for Krolten. For what you have to go and like chop away at, Krolten just takes his blade and one swing swipes. He got a nat 20 as he's just harvesting away. What'd you get? Uh, 13. So you take your entire time on one tree as well. It takes you a while to no, harvest. Better than Slayer. Unnatural nope, 20. The same. Yeah. Unnatural 20. You are walking alongside Krolten, and though he's having easy to sign because it seems like the trees are almost, yeah, it seems like the trees are almost like cutting like butter purposely for Krolten, and you feel a lot of resistance. But the base of your trees aren't cut clean like Krolten's; they're splintered mostly at the end because you're breaking them off from the bases. You're not actually cutting them; you're just breaking them. As they seem to be cutting easier for those she judged more good than others. Um, but eventually you guys all gather a large chunk of wood. Krolten was shoveling a lot of it into the bag of holding as you guys were going. And night eventually is in full, it's about midnight now by the time you guys are done harvesting all of these mini trees. And she looks at all of you and goes, 
You are free to spend the night here, under the protection of our guardian. And you see at the base land, <laughs> a chimera walks in and it curls around the base. Can I walk up to the chimera? Yep. Can I try to put a hand on it? Animal handling. A 14. It lets you do so. You put your hand on it. Give it a little pet. Yeah. Anything else? No, I'll back away from it. Okay, yeah, you give it a pet. It doesn't seem to mind it at all. doesn't hate you for it, but it doesn't seem to be, like, all lovey-dovey. So, as night comes to you all, you eventually find rest. Yurte, in your dream, in your sleep, you find yourself in an area much like of what Melorios just spoke of. Gray. That's all. Gray mist, gray ground, sky, all different shades, but still all gray. And off in the distance, in front of you, you see a red beacon just begin to flash. Once. And then again. Slow, pulsating light. What do you do? He's first going to look around and see if there's any other light. In, like, kind of just like... In the meantime, no. So it's just from that one direction? Just from the one direction. Just because it's kind of like the contrast from gray to a color, mm. I'm just going to slowly start heading that way. You start taking your steps closer and closer to it. And though you can't tell that you're getting closer, it does at the same time seem like it's getting closer. Though the distance around you, no scenery is changing. But then eventually, from behind, you see a light. A bright white one flash whenever that one dims down so as the red finishes out you get a white light behind you and you pull behind and you see behind you that white light flashing equal distance your taste is going to freeze at that point with the extra added color. Is that kind of like whiting everything out or how is that? Kind of like how the red kind of turns your field of vision red this turns your field of vision white. And it's red on one side, then white on one side, then red on one side, then white on one side. Give me a wisdom saving throw. Yeah, I'm gonna, I need to ask for something, because... Yeah, give me a wisdom saving throw. me up as a person, I wouldn't know. <laughs> Four? From the red... Every time it flashes, you hear the voice from the sword that you've heard before. The flaming, large voice. Yurte. Yurte. And then from the white. Sir. Sir. These two voices echoing in your head. Back and forth. And back and forth. What do you do? 
Yorite just covers his ears and puts his head like it's giving him like a he just overloads. Mm -hmm. Okay. Give me another wisdom saving throw. Nineteen. You cover your ears. And you feel a set of hands. Outside yours. You look up, but you don't see anything. And you hear an unfamiliar voice in your head. For tonight, I can help silence the voices. And you slowly no longer hear the voice of the fire or the voice of Krolten. And you are brought over with a sense of calm. And eventually everything fades into black as you go into rest for the night. Goland. As you lay there, you find yourself in a study. Not your dad's, not your mom's. None you've seen before. It has this large oak desk in front. Rows and rows of books on these large towering bookshelves that as you look up just keep on going. As you take in your surroundings, eventually you start to notice something that pokes up every now and then. A little burst of fire. And as you look at everything with a bit more detail, you can notice that you thought it was your mind, but there is red everywhere. The heat is visible. But you don't feel it. Instead, you just feel comfort. And as you look around, you eventually look back at the desk and sitting there is a fair-skinned woman with long red hair that seems to curl up in flames at the end, about shoulder length. She's wearing a long robe that, like the hair, curls into flames. So you're new, the new owner, are you? Owner of what? She points to your side and you look down and the book is strapped in its book holster. Hmm. What do you mean by owner? Oh, that book has had many owners before. I was one of them. And who are you? My name is Forar. Should wait. Time out. And what is your name? I am Velifor Auntha. That's a beautiful name. And uh, from, I wanted to say where, but I. Uh, I guess, when do you come from? 
From an age you would not know. I was the first owner of that book. Very first. What you hold is something very intriguing and... allows for much potential. Tell me, Golan, what are your intentions with the book? Now that you have it. I want to find the truth. A smile, like a little, what was a straight face, a little corner of her mouth turns upwards. She smirks. Gives you a nod. Then I can help show you. Waves a hand forward and the large circular study that was around you unfolds at the seams and you notice that the bookshelves begin to curl away with fire and you stand above floating this massive landscape of fire and flames reflecting that of Ardu you can see on a macro level this plane and you just hear a echo out throughout and from a large volcano in the center of this area lava goes up and from the flames and the lava itself you see a bird nay a phoenix Velafor steps forward this will be your new master if you take the book that is Orzella she is misunderstood. I help you to be the one to find the truth that was hidden away for eons. And with a snap, the flames wrap around you and you are into darkness again. As you have a good night's rest. So you all have the rest of the night, and you wake up inside the hut. Slayer, roll a d12. That would be this one. Unique. Uh, a four. You add, add 11 temporary hit points for the day. As you feel after sleeping in this place, eleven, eleven temporary hit points. Yep. Oh, okay. As you feel, just your connection to the tree, to the nature, and you slept next to the chimera, and you just feel a little. Can I something. eat a donut too? We'll allow these to stack, sure. <laughs> Fucker. Makes for five. Got it. <laughs> But you all wake up. Your day, if you would like coffee for the day. 
if I ask the woman for water, can I roll <laughs> You do see her hand cup and a little stream of water pours out. Fresh water. Amazing. So yes, you can roll with advantage. It would be a 19. That This is the best damn cup of coffee you've made so far. Slayer, it's the water. <laughs> I, I told you. Can't be using that salt water. Who knew salt water, salt water with co coffee? That is a hell of a combination that you've been working with there, Yurite. Thank God I never tried it. Yeah. Speaking of which, you want some now? I'm yes. Hi. And I, I, Slayer grabs a cup. And... You guys didn't all use inspiration, but inspiration for the day when you share a cup of coffee with the crew. Oh, you're all welcome. Too bad it's not. Really and it's gotta be. It's gotta be good cups of coffee too. This ain't. This ain't gonna be for. I love the inspiration. I like that. So fourteen and above. No, for, not fresh water and a good. You need like you're gonna need gods. Good coffee. So. As you all wake up, Melorios looks around, and I hope you all had a good night's rest. You are quite the loud sleeper looking at you, Yurite. But do not worry, as she watches over us all. Now, I assume you are all going back to town. You are all traveling back. Correct? Aye, uh, that is correct. Well, I hate for you to encounter those ogres again. So if you would like, she waves her hand to the side and you see a tree just outside of the hut split open into a doorway. And when you look in on the other side, you can see the gates of Oxlore. If you wish, you may take that back. As you all are good people. She smiles gently at all of you. But it is up to you. What would you like to do? I wanted to kill more ogres. Slayer's <laughs> down to walk through the portal. Golan is 100% down to walk through the goddamn portal. Okay. We don't want to walk anymore. Pitcher, We've been through the woods enough. Pitcher and Ella both kind of look around and go, uh, Yurite, I know you want to kill more ogres, but my feet hurt. Nonsense. <laughs> Pulls out the new sword and goes, I wanted to try it out. It's pretty well balanced. But Sirite, my feet hurt. And Ella's just gonna keep going on that constant until you cave. So give me he, give me a wisdom saving throw. Sure. <laughs> Custom. Natural one, baby. Yeah, the second she starts doing this Ooh. Ooh, yeah, that she's charm personing you. As you are charmed. Uh, and she's like, come on, Yurite, let's just go through. And you just feel very inclined to go through now. Fine. So I put the sword away and start 
Golan, you give me an Arcana check. <laughs> yeah, give me an Arcana check. You guys just see Yurite cave instantly. Thirteen. You see Yurite cave instantly to Ella, but you also see a little lace of magic come out of Ella's mouth as she goes, her and was holding that out. You notice some magic lace out of her voice. But you guys all go through the tree, and one by one, the sounds of the jungle lessen, and you are immediately met with the sounds of Oxalor ahead of you. Can I pet the chimera one more time before I leave? Yeah, you can give it scritches. You won't even need to roll. The chimera lets you give it scritches. Okay. (laughs) You roll would have got a 16. Yeah, it, it definitely gives you scratch. Like, it nuzzles up to you and actually shows affection. Yeah. I, I, I say, I, till next time our paths cross again. <sighs> as I leave. It gives you like a, a affirming roar. But you all exit to Oxlore. And Pitcher just looks around and goes, Magic is just incredible. Uh, Golan, can you do anything like that eventually? Maybe. We'll have to see. I guess we will. Because that was incredible. But, um, I will be taking Ella and the wood all back to the ship. Uh, Krulten, if I can borrow your bag just till we get it back. Krulten's going to look at you, Yurte. He hands the bag over to Pitcher. But you are all free to do what you wish. We're going to be starting the fire tomorrow morning for the egg. So you have the rest of the day to do what you want, as it is the very beginning of the day. So Pitcher and Ella head off. They pay Scrap um, what he is due for the travel fees and everything. Ella, before she fully leaves, turns around and goes, By the way, um, just come check on the egg whenever you want, okay? I'm going to be there the whole time. I don't want to leave it. So, like, come hang out with me, please, so I don't get too bored. And she runs off. <laughs> so, magic come off that board? No. No magic. Um, this time. After Ella leaves Yurite, that weird haze you were in just drops. Oh. I hate uh, magic. <laughs> What's wrong, Yurite? You didn't. You decided you didn't want to slay the ogres anymore, knowing that that way, you know, what I know. just huffs like a little smoke and fire at you, and he's just like, <laughs> magic, yeah. <laughs> he's just fucking under his breath, and full draconic, and he's just like, you just hear magic. They just hear a couple swears in draconic. Oh, yeah. Yurte, cheer up. Maybe uh, the next town we go, there'll be more guards to kill. <laughs> ah, they're too easy. But you might be right. As Slayer makes his way off to Brent's Bakery. Got it. That's what Slayer's doing. Golan, what would you like to do? I'm going back to the bar. Okay, you head back to the bar. I'd like to find like the shopping areas and possibly find an armor store and like a like the blacksmith armor mm. yeah blacksmith yeah um okay so uh everyone give me initiative rolls see how the order of what we're doing oh, I thought we 
we're going to battle. No. Oh wait. Oh. oh wait, I have advantage. Yeah, go ahead and use it. Nine. Eight. Twenty-seven. Okay, so we're starting with Yurite. Yurite and Krolten, you guys head off to the shopping district. After a little bit of searching, you eventually find a blacksmith called the Hammerstorm. Inside is a half-dwarf, half-brass dragonborn named Vemet Hammerstorm. So, very stout, tan-skinned individual with brass scales underneath the eyes, around the jawline, and from underneath the scales, actually, is where the beard sprouts and grows. Um, you see on all, the, all of the hands, like from the elbow down, are draconic. Same with the waist down, a tail, and these long uh, horns that go up and curve with the curvature of its head and point upwards at the end. Well, what can I do for you? I was, um... Would you buy this armor for something? I'm thinking Chain of getting mail? rid of it. Yeah. He looks at it. Well, it looks like it's been through hell, but, uh... Could probably give you, like, five gold? Sure, that works with me. So I'm gonna... Take the time. Yep. Take off the armor. I'll give it over him. And then... Do you have, like... Lighter, more movable armor that might work for me? Well, I got leather. I got uh, studded leather. Uh, what you're really looking for? Just something, like, you know, to stop me from, like, scratching against things. Uh, maybe the leather would work. Yeah, got plenty of that. Alright, how much for, uh, some leather armor? For a beefy boy like you... 20 gold. So 15 if you keep the 5? Basically, yeah. Sure. Awesome. And fish over. He tosses you a very large thing of leather armor. So that's uh, 12 plus your... Or no, it's 11 plus your um, dexterity modifier for your base armor class. So it's 11 plus dex? Yeah. Which is 1. So you're at 12. Um, and then from there, the next bar I would like to find is a tailor. Tailor. Yep. Okay. That's easy enough to find. Um, you eventually find a tailor. It is a tall furbolg with a purple mohawk and this very long braided purple chin beard. Um, well, hello there. How you doing? I'm, I'm doing well. I was curious if you could have a, if I could get an outfit to wear that will, uh, you know, like a long sleeve shirt, some pants, so I can replace these, and it's going to just be like what I wore underneath my armor, like just yeah. that. The baggy, raggy, yeah. baggy rags that you have not taken off since session one. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Ew. Gross. It's a dragonborn, bro. You just don't care. We slayer well, showered. Yeah. I can probably do something about that. Uh... 
You got any design specifications? Or do you just need long sleeves and long pants? An outfit that would be usable in forests and possibly out in the open ocean would be great if you could think of something. Light baggy design to it? Uh, per probably a little tighter. I might put leather armor over it. I don't really know. Got it. He just walks over and starts measuring you out and everything. I think I got something in your size. And starts lumbering in the back of his shop. He's back there for about five, ten minutes and comes out with something. That is be like, puts it forward. Thirty silver. Basic cloth, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yep. Give him the thirty silver. Anything else you would like to do? No, I'll probably just ask for a change room, put it on, walk out and be like, ask Colton. Colton gives you the thumbs up. Alright. Nice. Just like some song goes. Stiffer than I thought it would be. <laughs> yeah, first time in leather armor, it's moving like leather armor. <laughs> I thought this would be really just, you know, not noticeable. But, uh, it's kind of like scratches a little with his claw. Mm -hmm. It will do. It will do. Slayer, let's move on to you. <laughs> you go to Delicate Delicacies, Bren's Bakery. And as you walk to the front, you can see through the glass, sitting at one of the tables is Zebrith, sitting there with a pastry in front of her and a cup of coffee. Um, and Bren is behind the counter, and they seem to be having a conversation. Uh, do you just walk right in? Yeah. Okay, you I, walk. Uh, walk up behind Zebrith, and I go, I, I see you've, uh, you found my uh, combination, coffee and donuts. She's not eating a donut. She's actually oh. having like a uh, little cupcake. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. Brent's specialty. Ah, I try try dipping a donut in that coffee, Zebrith. Um, as you walk up, you do hear the tail end of a conversation of Zebrith going, and then all of a sudden, Slayer decided it was a good idea to tie Biff's pants to the rope, and then he takes him to, oh, hey, Slayer, what's up? I, uh, what story were you telling her? The time that you uh, hoisted Biff up as the flag instead of the f the flag, when we were going into shore. Aye, that was a fun, a funny joke. Yes, it, I thought she would enjoy such a story. She met Biff a couple of days ago, and uh, she, <laughs> right, right, and she, Bren is just kind of like she looks at you, Slayer, it's like <laughs> gives you an awkward thumbs up. <laughs> Biff was a lot. Zebrath nods at you. Uh, what? You're back. Does, is that, does that mean the captain is back and everything? I and Ella. Oh, she immediately like scrambles out of her seat. Bren, I hope you understand. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Um, I hope the uh, same time tomorrow. Yeah? Okay, cool. And she runs out. And Bren just like stands there in silence and goes, Slayer, welcome back. I, uh... I hope she wasn't bothering you too much. No, no. She was keeping me safe, as you said. She was very lovely. I have you been? Oh, you know, safe as you wanted. Uh, 
Business is good. With no more uh, town guard coming by to collect tax, it's been pretty great. Aye, that's great to hear. I was going to ask you how the town has been. Well, I mean, those watcher fellows, they, uh, they set up f- nice fair elections. And actually, um, you won't believe it, but Mayor Tuff is going to be pushing for quite the reform. I don't know how he did it, but a lot of people like him. Mayor Tough. Mayor Tough. 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 Wow. Tough. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry. I was just shocked. <laughs> yeah. No. Tur- turns out he was the brains of the operation. Who knew? I, I thought none of them had brains. <laughs> That's what we all thought. But turns out he was the smart one, and he's quite charismatic once he starts talking. I. He did call me Slayer of Tough Men, and. He won me over with that. <laughs> I mean, he is... And I mean, he was quite inspired by uh, your friend uh, Golan's talking and everything. I mean, he talked to him about a lot of injustice and da 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 and he, he talked a lot about you guys in his uh, his, his campaign speeches. Aye, that's a great lot. to hear. But yes, I, uh, I also met uh, Biff and Gert and some of the other crew that you work with. Aye... Slayer, I need you to be honest with me. Are you pirates? <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> I thought you kind of already realized that. I was under the the uh, the assumption that you were merchants, as the Seabreeze is a merchant ship. I, of course it's a merchant ship. But I Walla met Biff port. and Gert. Walla port. And they are not merchants. I, uh, hired guards. She looks at you. Give me a deception roll. (laughs) (laughs) With disadvantage, because you did kind of admit that you were pirates already. Oh my god. 17? Hired guards, really? Okay. She looks at you skeptically. I... Alright. Couldn't you tell? We are pirates. Okay, yes, I could tell. But I mean, come on. I mean, I expected a little bit of honesty. I technically... I I did never tell you what I did for a living. I just said I had to go on an adventure. I feel like a good opening, though, is... I don't plan on sticking around because I'm a pirate. I, uh, most towns don't like us here when we come, so, uh, we be discreet. Well, I can tell you what, you weren't discreet here. I normally we are much more discreet, uh... But Slayer, you're more than welcome here. I have a feeling. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, Tonight's gonna be a good night. Uh, Got a tingling sensation. Sorry. But anyway, it's glad to see that you're back. Do you know how much longer you're going to be here? I maybe only a few more days. Well, 
Hopefully you spend them with people you care about. I, of course, that's why I came right here. She blushes a little bit at the comment. Well, why don't I close up shop and we spend the rest of the day together? Hi, that sounds lovely. What do you want to do? Why don't we go around town and I can take you some of my favorite spots? Hi, that sounds amazing. So she uh, prepares her things, locks up the store, packs a basket of things, and she takes you around town for the rest of the day. Um, she takes you to a couple of her favorite marketplaces where you guys try uh, different uh, meats, cheeses. Um, you do some like win window shopping, so to speak, um, looking at different like gems and jewelry and things like that. But nearing the end of the day, she takes you to one of the ports and takes you to this small little beach, like a, almost like a private beach in this little alcove. She puts down the basket and a blanket and you guys have a nice sunset dessert like little picnic with each other. And as the night comes, if this is how you are okay with spending the rest of your night, I'm assuming you want to give me a performance check. <laughs> you just you, you might not want I, to I'm seeing the way he's looking at me. I know Slayer. Oh, Slayer's still on the beach. Yep. <laughs> I'm gonna have a little fire going. Nineteen. You guys have a passionate Ow. night under the moon. With a little fire going. Um <laughs> but that is how Slayer spends the rest of his day. That's all that's all the description you're gonna get. Golan. Yeah. You were going to the bar. Yeah. The bar page. So you head to the Palm Top Inn. You walk inside and you see the cobalt behind the counter. So many notes. There we go. So, you see the owner, Blitz, the cobalt behind the bar. Um, it is the morning, so there aren't many people in here. Uh, you do see two cobalts uh, seeming to have an intense game of uh, Liar's Dice going, the game that Slayer played the other night. And you see three shifter sailors sitting at a table talking. What would you like to do? I'm not at the bar, Am I? Or if you want, you you can go where you want. I yeah. was I was heading to the uh, the bar. Yeah, yeah, you're at the bar now. Right. Yeah. That's what you saw as you Getting walked a drink, in. Huh? Mm -hmm. You drink, huh? You drink. Okay, so you approach the bar and Blitz is standing there. What can I get you, buddy? I have a nice glass of rum. Rum, got it. Uh, that'll be one gold piece. Flick him the gold piece. Nice. Hey, Just... how's it been around here? It's been okay. Why? I mean, I think I was just gone on a long journey. I'm curious how the town is uh, is sizing up. Were there were there elections held? Oh yeah, yeah. Mayor Tuff has really been trying to get reform going. He's fighting for equality for all races. Mayor Tuff, you say? Yep. He said he was going to be tough on inequality, and that sold it for a lot of people. Turns out. Well, I know this man. Turns out a lot of people just love simple wordplay and slogans. <laughs> ah, chip off the old block. <laughs> well, that's great to hear. I mean, 
I just knew there needed to be change in this town. Yeah, I remember. You were yelling about it quite a bit when you were drunk when you first got here. I know. I get overly emotional. What can I say? Hey, as long as you keep buying drinks, I don't care how emotional you get. <laughs> well, I'll take that rum, then. Whole bottle? Just a glass. Pours you another glass, another gold piece. I drink rum. Those are the two only two glasses, glasses I'm going to have. Rum. Is that how you are spending the rest of your night? Is there anything else you would like to do, Golan? Is that a, a full glass of rum or like, you know, a whiskey glass? They don't they it? don't have mixers, so. And he poured out like a, a, a pint with like a proportional pour to it. I'm just curious. Yeah. It's not trying to kill him with a full cup of just pure rum. It was one gold, so I wasn't sure. He overcharged him. <laughs> I'm going to go outside. Okay. And I'm going to see, if, is it crowded? Uh, the streets, yeah, relatively. Normal midday crowd for these streets, as you got used to over the couple days that you were around. What time is it right now? Um, from when you guys got in to getting to the bar and drinks. I'd say it's probably somewhere around 2 o'clock for you. It's 2 o'clock? Yeah. Lunchtime. Uh, I'm going to set up a little mini concert I'm going to play. Just, oh. for, just for a crowd. Okay, so you uh, you find a nice yeah, like I'm stack I'm of crates. I'm going to busk. Yep, you find a nice stack of crates and give me a performance check. What instrument are you choosing for this one? Good question. As you have an array. I do have an array. I might loot this time. Okay. I might set you my loot. What'd you get? Uh, <laughs> unnatural 20. Okay. So you begin playing. It's been a while since you played your loot, but it is still natural in your hands, of course. And you play away, and you do gather a decent crowd. You have your hat forward for any kind of tips or anything like that. Roll a d10. Nine. Okay. You end up getting a total of 18 gold pieces for your performance. Uh, it's mixed amongst, like, silver and gold. So it's about 15 in gold, and that would be 300 silver. 30. Yeah, 30. Wow, I'm stupid. It's 10 to 1, yeah. I was thinking in 10s, not singles. 30 silver. Th 300 copper. Yeah, 300 Someone copper. just was that dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't want to tip you, but all in pennies. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Have you seen the guy who went to go pay his parking ticket with pennies? Pennies, yeah. Just a suitcase full of pennies rolled up. I would do that and just sit there with a book and be like, you can count. Yeah. So, anything else? As you spend the rest of your day doing this, the sun begins to set. You eventually do run into Cruelten and Yurite as they finish up their tasks for the day. What would you guys like to do? Slayer's nowhere to be found. Hey, nice new leather armor, Yurite. Glad yeah. to see you off on that. Ch I got to see you off in that chain, off that chainmail shit. Well, I have a, I have a 
You got a thing. You yeah, the, the ring. So I like, I need to practice a little more. I but me, me and uh, me and Carlton are going to definitely get that done. But yeah, I figured the ship would be a lot easier to move if I wasn't wearing chainmail. It wasn't I, at first. I mean, you know, I was all I had. I mean, so. I was impressed you even did all that acrobatic stuff in that floating chamber in that chainmail. I mean, that was incredible. Hey man, climbing that ship, that crow's nest, was pretty high. That's true. Yeah. You've trained. Well, what, what did you guys want to do the rest of the night? I just bust for a little bit. I just was just, like, chilling around. I was going to test out this new sword in the duel with Krolten. You want to join? You can use your whip. Rest of the day training? Yeah, why not? Training sequence! <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, tra training montage <laughs> takes place. Um, are you attuning I'm, to the sword? I'm just... Testing it out with Crolton, see if I like it. I don't know. It's weighted very well. Yeah. Um, if you take a short rest and attune like, I, to I it. I have a spot to attune, so. You can choose to unattune to it if you yeah, don't want to. Yeah, might as well it. attune so to it. So you attune to it. Um, this is a plus two longsword. And once a week, you can cast the reverse gravity spell with it. said so once a week. Yes. What was that spell? Reverse gravity? Yes. Hmm. That's interesting. That's fun. You'll just hit the ship. <laughs> just fly. Fly, bitch. <laughs> just go corn down. All right, that's dope. Plus two longsword. What's a longsword? Uh, uh, 1d8 or 1d10 if two-handed. Would the hit be my base that plus two? Because so plus two to attacks and damage rolls. Yes, really as of right now. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. Okay, that's cool. Um, and after tuning to it, you know you need seven days a week. Or, yeah, seven days to get the reverse gravity back on it. But that is something you can use. So uh, give me athletic checks, everyone, for training. Not you, Slayer. That's cocked. Slayer is doing some athletics. Let's see if you pull a hammy. 14. Keeping up good. You're fine. Plus Don't. 8. You're fine. You're, you're a tail. What'd you get? 23. What'd you get? 13. Krolten got an 18. So, Yurte and Krolten guide you, Golan, through a good basic training. And using this new sword, it's weighted very well. You get used to it, and um, I, I it's up to you if you tell them what it does. But, yeah, how would you guys like to finish up? What's your training montage look like? It's kind of just, you know, we're letting, like, him just kind of, like, whip at us while we're kind of just dueling. And, then, like, we'll, like one pause, and we'll kind of, like, teach and just attack the person while I'm trying to, like, wait it for, like, balancing and stuff. Okay. Just moving around. Kind of like just basic, like, sword play almost. And then he just got a whip. What he said. Yeah. Maybe I... <laughs> maybe, honestly, maybe as part of the montage, I try to, like, snatch it out of their hand. Maybe get some... Uh, yeah, you, you always try and, like, wrap it around the blade and snatch it out, and every now and then, like, 
Cruel Ten will let Cruel Ten will let you do that at one point. Uh, like he'll present the blade for you to. Todd, what's it? Boo. Uh, just forget it. Just forget it. Moment's missed. lost. As he goes to guard, and it wraps around the blade, and he lets it go in his hand, and you pull it back from his. Aha. That's what I yelled. Yep, but uh, eventually, uh, night falls. And you guys, I assume, are going to the inn? Or yeah, you can go back her. to the ship. Up to you. There we go. There we go. I'm going back to the ship. Okay. Back to the ship with Golan. Go to the inn with Crawlton. Just get a room. Okay. So, one goal from you. You find your place in the ship. Um, you do hear some commotion below deck. Up to you if you want to check it out. Yeah. Okay. So, you head to the bottom bit of the ship. And... You are immediately caught off guard by smoke coming from the storage room. And the frantic talking and going, Shit! Fuck! Fucking shit! Ah! I God damn it! Oh god, oh god, oh god! And you hear multiple voices all frantically, like, doing something as smoke is billowing from underneath the door. <laughs> Golan throws the door open. Yep, and so a plume of smoke comes and starts leaving through the portholes as you see ash like smoke covered Zebrith, Pitcher, and Ella standing there trying to stoke and care tend to a flame with uh, bits of this wood as more is piled off to the side. The storage area has been since cleared out, and all that is now is this lone halfling sized egg sitting in the center of this fire as they try and stoke the flames, and a lot of smoke is coming up. Yes. Is the fire burning on wood on the ship? It's not burning the ship's wood. It's burning the wood. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> They're working on it. But Ella jumped the gun. That, that's what I want to know. So, uh, Ella turns and goes, Whatever happened, it wasn't my fault, I swear. And Zebrus just looks at her. Golden, can you do something about this? You've got, uh, you know, and she like, like twists her fingers in a weird shape. Like, you, you've got magic, right? She's like trying to fan the flames away from like certain pizza. Bits of the ship. Yeah, <laughs> she's not doing good. Uh, I could try. What do you do? Oh, take out the fire gem. Okay. What do you do? Hold it close to the flame. You hold it close to the flame. Give me an arcana check. So as you hold it close to the flame, all of a sudden you see it begin to heat up and something starts to ooze out of this. And it... Orange magma begins to ooze out and it congeals into midair and begins to take solid form of this little, long-nosed, devilish-looking creature with these tiny little wings made of magma and goes... <laughs> um, um. Everyone is just looking around at you. Let me get a visual for you. <laughs> what? Okay, that's nothing what I thought was going to happen at all. <laughs> What is great. What is that just happened? <laughs> what happens when you roll poorly? 
No, that's what happens when I give him a gem that can summon things. <laughs> why did... Dude. Why is... Why did that just happen? <laughs> and you can hear in this new language that you understand, primordial. Mm-hmm. What do you do, master? Uh, 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 what are you? <laughs> My name is Terry. Terry? I am Magma Mephist. You're cute, but where did you come from? I come from home. Well, if you're here, you might as well help. We're trying to stoke this fire. Okay. He opens his mouth and you see a 15 foot cone of fire <laughs> envelope this thing as the fire begins to rage even more intensely and everyone jumps back and goes, Golin, what the fuck? Hey, Golin, we told you to take care of it, not to make it worse. Ella goes, big fire, fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, my friend, and maybe that was a little too... My friend, that was a little too much. Okay, I'm done. And then it... is gone. (laughs) Did anyone just see that? Yes, we all saw that. Uh... Yeah, his name was Terry. Terry stoked the flame. Everyone's head just all turns to the left. Simultaneously looking at you, weird... So Terry stoked the flame. Yeah, he was a a magma muppet. A a magma what? Uh, a magma muppet. Magma muppet. <laughs> muppet. <laughs> but no, they are now magma muppet. Magma muppet. Uh, his name was Terry. He stoked the fire, but it was a little too much. What can I say? I, uh, I think you should keep Terry for other situations. Perhaps you're right. Well, the fire's going. At least that can be said. Aye, that wasn't the issue before. Well, now it won't be an issue at all. Aye, well, I guess we'll just keep trying to keep the fire controllable. They're going to be doing nature checks. Not good. That was a uh, natural six using Ella's nature of a plus two. Nature's an intelligence thing. That's weird. But yeah. It makes sense. As it keeps going and going. um, Actually, survival would make more sense too. They're going to try survival now. As Ella does much better with a 19. As she eventually gets the flames under control, she gets... um, she actually looks at you, Golan, and goes, Do you need that cloak? The one I'm wearing? Yeah. So do you need it? I guess not. Cool. She rips it right off your back and then swipes it right underneath the flames so that it's no longer touching the wood of the ship, and the cloak is perfectly fine. None of the flames are actually doing any damage to it. She goes, I'm going to need this for about a week. You can have it. Awesome. Um, 
as now it no longer seems to be smoking as much as it did burn a little bit of the ship. Um, and Zebrith opens up all the portholes fully and starts, like, fanning out all the smoke. And Ella just sits there and goes, Well, this is what I'm going to be tending to for the rest of the week. Night, Golan. She just Ella. sits there and wraps herself up into a blanket and just sits there and looks at the at the uh, the egg. What a trooper. Uh, Zebrith and Pitcher look at each other and they head out from the room. I assume you head up to yours. I do. Anything you would like to do? As I'm like like you know getting ready for bed and I like I come across this uh, this like glass with the water and the cork in the top and I uh, I'm like huh. What is this? And I investigate it. You mean Arcana trick. Or investigation, your choice. Fifteen. Fifteen? With a fifteen, you begin looking it over, and it's very clear that this thing is magical. You pop the cork, and you turn it over, and water begins to pour out onto the floor, and you... What kind of water do you think pours out? crystal clear you test it fresh water perfectly fresh water take a sip yeah it's refreshing it doesn't stop I sip some more doesn't stop it's delicious yeah you look at it and <laughs> it's the best one I've ever and, had and looking through it you can see the water inside and you can see it like the, the water level like stays yeah, it always stays at one level, but it's always like shifting as if it should be going down. But as it goes down, it just waves right back up to the original position. Well, I stopped drinking. Huh. Everlasting water. That could be very useful. Yep, so you cork it. Yeah. And you go to sleep. Yurte, anything you want to do before sleep? Any, any nightly rituals for Yurte? No, I was just going to go go to sleep early. And just wake up early. Got it. But, no, Slayer. So we're just gonna roll in acrobatics. Acrobatics? <laughs> a 16. Okay. A 16 on acrobatics for the night. <laughs> At one point. Wow, not the wait. Slayer, <laughs> I'm assuming Slayer brings a trapeze act into this. Do you build a swing? I'm sorry, I didn't know American Ninja Warrior was a part of Slayer's sex routine. <laughs> Yo, quick, let me get through the quintuple steps before I, I smash, bro. What? Sand and ladder and, and and sex? Like, what? what is this? <laughs> you have incredible agility. I'm, I'm so impressed. Wow. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was a great roll. And worry, you, you don't need to know what happens. And on that note, we'll end the session there. Oh my god, what a way to end. Oh my god. I'm just gonna do a sleight of hand check. No, no more. <laughs> no more. No more checks. No more checks. Any. Anyway, um, that's all for this episode. <laughs> no more numbers. Roll the fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um thank you once again for listening uh we hope you join us next time um you can find us on instagram at rtfd D&D, on anywhere you are currently listening to us uh spotify google podcast wherever 
Uh, follow and check out AC Delvers on Twitch. And check out Crash Content Production on YouTube. Uh, they're a bunch of film students from my school uh, that have, they're starting up their own, like, uh, little production thing. You know, check them out. Show some support. But anyway, once again, thank you all for listening. Join us again next time. Thank you.